Hey guys, welcome to an all new episode of the Free of My Podcast. You can call this a Christmas edition or you can call this a special episode. But we are back. And um, I'm done all today. I'm joined by my guy. Como, he says he misses me, but hey. We know you are well, Back again. Yeah, back yeah, again. Christmas edition. Yeah. Like I was telling you guys, you know, when you have the opportunity to record with awesome people, you simply have to take the offer. Yeah. And today, we have somebody awesome with us today. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> it smells amazing though. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on this show. I am so We're excited to, to be you. here with happy you guys. Drum roll. Yes. All right, yes. So, so yeah. hello everyone. My name is Bridget Boache. I am a data scientist, entrepreneur, and writer. Um, I'm really passionate about African development, so I spend a lot of my time reading about history, economics, um, and yeah, on the business side, I have an events company, uh, and we're hosting the Black Gala this December, which we'll talk about, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and um, yes, and I do other entrepreneurial things. Oh, so a lot of dope <laughs> stuff. All right. She's an entrepreneur, so yeah. Yeah. I knew you did, a historian, passionate. yeah. He's passionate <laughs> about history, aside the coding and stuff, yeah, he's also, yeah. Oh, my twin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are like, you know, twins and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So that's dope. Yeah, so once again, December is upon us, you Ooh. know, the usual euphoria. People are like, yeah, Charlie, December this year, Charlie, the traffic will be crazy. The events be plenty, you yes. understand me? Yes, And uh, we're talking about, we're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about. I can't give away the reason why we're laughing. No, we can't. Yeah, it's, can't a give away. Okay, it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah. So December in Ghana is upon us again, and you know, every year it just seems as if you know it gets more. Uh, yeah, it gets more amplified and all that. The craze, the buzz, and all that. And mm-hmm. then I asked you guys what you guys thought was the catalyst for mm. December in Ghana getting bigger and bigger. Right. You know, especially with this year, with so many people seemingly wanting to come to Ghana and party. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Come on. Do you want to add <laughs> what you said at the beginning? Well, I said, 20, I mean, 2016, right? That's um, the whole thing. You said what? Uh, what's it called? Uh, mad over you. The mad, mad over you, you December. December. <laughs> Everybody has fun that Mad over you, December. Yeah. But I, I think I enjoyed the uh, shutter. The freedom. Uh, freedom. Yeah, December yeah, more. Yeah. Like, that, that December yes. was crazy. But I think, I think she, that was the first she, that she, she, she well. stays outside. So I don't know if she can give us the reactions <laughs> of maybe her colleagues. Yeah. When yeah. they see things on social media about that. Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, you know, um, <laughs> I'll take it from, you know, the historical perspective. Uh, just for a bit of background, um, I studied economics and history in college. So a lot of what I think about is around history and how movements and, and things happen. Um, so for me, I, I was sharing my story with you guys that the first thing that brought me back to Ghana. So I was born in Ghana. I left the country at the age of 10 to move to the U.S. I came back when I was 25 years old and I've been in the country since going in and out. 
And when I first came, before I moved back, I actually didn't come with my parents. You know, I came as a foreign student to University of Ghana to study. She did the course. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, because that's not what you yeah. usually do. You don't come home to study abroad. You come yeah. home with your parents. But exactly. I'm so glad that happened because that reintroduced me to the country as an adult in a completely different way. I was on my own, having fun. So I didn't have this conception that people usually have about Ghana. You know, you come with your parents, they try to shelter you. Don't go here, don't do this. Um, So during that time, I had a really good time. But I remember leaving around December 15th because, like I was sharing, this was 2011. December in Ghana was not yet a thing. Like Kamo yeah. just said, we would probably say it started around 2015 onwards or 2016 onwards. Um, so I remember going back home and, you know, having Christmas with my family. You don't stay in Ghana in December. Fast forward to now, what we've seen is a cultural shift. Yeah. Um, I was telling you guys that I wrote an article last year about Ghana becoming the Miami of Africa, you know. Ghana in December, let me be more specific, has now become... <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah, every other to, month. Yeah, it's yeah, just December. Month, <laughs> you have to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, know, just up. December has become the, you know, yeah. the the Miami. Charlie. Charlie, about to default senses, bro. Yeah, it's true. The last five years has been crazy. The last five years have been crazy. And for me, for someone looking at history and culture and economics, you know, what I've seen is that when I came in 2011, there were things going on in December. Like you guys were saying earlier, Ghanaians like to chill in December. It's like the only time you really have time to rest, you know, recalibrate. Um, But in 2015, 2016, there started becoming a mass of things that happened in December that began to change the narrative. So not only did you have the usual shows like Rapaholic or, you know, whatever happens in December usually, yeah. you now had new things that were coming into the market like Afrochella, things that hadn't yeah. been done before. You had Little Dutty Havana. Rave, Little Havana. So yeah. it became what we would call a mass, you know, a mass of things that began to shift the culture. And I was sharing that in science, we know that it's the same in history as well. In order to change, to create change or catalyze something, you need a mass movement of, you know, either resources, capital, people, whatever. And um, that's what we've seen over the last four to five years. It's become so many different things, but because we're, it's concentrated and we're all doing it at once. So now the narrative is beginning to shift and change. Um, and then for me, what, what is really important is that we understand the importance of using culture to change the country, right? So like I study data, technology, blah, blah, blah. All of that is fun. <laughs> Policy is fun. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Policy is fun, but yeah. as someone who grew up in America and know what America is, America's greatest export is not, you know, they don't have gold or oil in large quantities. What they export is culture, and that's what's been allowed them to dominate the world. Like everyone in Ghana knows American songs. As a kid, you were work, watching American movies, Super Mario, foreign imports, you know? So when we think about how can we take Africa to the next level, we have to think about exporting culture. Um, and that's, that's what we've seen with December. That's what sticks, not policy. You can have a great political country. It's peaceful. Yes, that's the baseline. But what takes it to the next level is culture. Yeah. You know, getting people to appreciate, love it, get excited about it. And that's where we're at. This is a tech guy who's highly political. Yeah, it's know, hard right? to find. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, Ghana is peaceful. Just mind our business. I feel like Ghana is just mind 
mm, you think there's a difference there's a between difference yeah. being peaceful and yeah. Yeah. yeah it's true yeah, really yeah I get you it's true that I can I, I can I see you. yeah but that's not that so um Kumo, you were talking about how you feel like you know Ghana has done well in promoting the year of return and getting people interested in coming in and you know participating in you know whatever it is absolutely great to see our work and kudos like Charlie everybody's coming Conan was here and you wanted to talk yes Yes. Yes. So I wanted to talk about the year of return history a little bit because I think it sets the foundation for some of the conversation we'll have later about the Black Gala. So a lot of, I think the the idea Komo was talking about is is Ghana benefiting from it. I would say we're not fully maximizing, like you said, we're probably not fully maximizing the benefits that we could attract from this. Why? Because this was not something we intended to do. So when you look at the history, the U.S. signed a bill um, called H.R. 1242 that basically was commemorating 400 years of African-American history. So it's not 400 years since slavery started. It's just 400 years since the first documented enslaved African landed in what is now Virginia. Okay. Okay. So when the U.S. signed the bill last year, in October, after, I think they signed it early in 2007, what is this? 19 so 2000 and late 2017 or early 2018 after they signed the bill in october our president went to um dc and initiated or commem- like launched this year return initiative so it was in response to a u.s policy and then ghana said okay we have 75 percent of the ports that were involved in the slave trade 75% are documented to be in Ghana. Yeah. Ghana didn't have all of the slave traffic and slave traffic, but we had the, the most forts. You know, everyone only talks about two, but we have the most forts that, where people were transported through. So the president said, okay, why don't we become the, the point to which people can have this conversation yeah, in Africa? Right. Yeah. Okay, so that means that from October till now, they've done, like you said, a tremendous job in even getting the press out in this way. Yeah. It wasn't intended. Yeah. And they've been able to do this. My thing as an economist is, now that we've been able to do this, there's a projected one million additional visitors come in or who have come this year than any other time. Now that we've had this, come, this happen, they're going to launch something that I've heard about, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, I don't know if I have the right to speak on it, so I'll let them talk about it. Oh, free your mind. <laughs> exactly. Free your mind. Exactly. Oh, I'm on the free podcast your mind, Charlie. Protected. Yeah, exactly. Protected. Okay, free so they're going to launch, they've talked about it, called Beyond Return. So after the year of return, the office of the year of return will continue this conversation through Beyond Return. So some, what, of, like, what some of my friends and I are saying is, okay, now we saw that there were flights you know, increase about 200%, Delta, Ethiopia, and way, way. Yeah. These people are making so much money. What you could do is say, okay, we're going to tax it and use it for infrastructure, or use it yeah. for social development. You've seen the, the effects. Or there's another channel, let's say the parties. Hey, Chale, I shouldn't say this because me, myself, I don't want to be taxed. But maybe the parties, you say, okay, we've seen the, this has become a mainstay. How about you have to allocate everyone 10% of your proceeds to benefit the community? I'm saying now we can be systematic. Yeah. It's happened. We have the, we've seen the track record. We have the case study. How can we then be intentional about, about having it yeah. being beneficial? And I also like to tell Ghanaians that, you know, 
when we talk about, oh, is, is this thing helping our community? Is this thing helping our community? I want you to do something about it. What are you going to do? You know, people have to take, uh, the people who are creating the events, no one has given us any uh, power or any money for this. All of these <laughs> things are self-funded. Yeah. So if there's something that you want to be community-driven, why not introduce it? I don't think our government is in the position or they're dealing with so much that they will now take on this yeah, initiative. Yeah, I feel like they, they themselves didn't really They like, didn't think it would be this big. Yeah, anticipate how big this was going right. to be. So it's like they're just going with the flow right. and seeing how they can, what right. they can do, how they can make it work. Exactly. You know? so said beyond the return. Yes, <laughs> beyond <laughs> return. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, we have to keep it going, though. We have to keep it going, though. Classic guy. Right? <laughs> 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 hey, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's a good initiative. It's a good like, initiative. Yeah, it's yeah. Beyond return. So, as she said, I mean, being a taxation government, they can tax different things. Yeah, taxation government, man. I mean, at the end of the day, revenue needs to be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's, I always say in the informatic, there's so much revenue that's going into people's pockets. Like, right. That's not coming into the country. And then the small tax net is so overburdened. Right. Like, but now, I mean, we're, the, we're all having to pay extra for MTN. So I think they're thinking Charlie, to broaden the this tax matter, base. This <laughs> matter, <laughs> yo. This is, this, yeah, yeah so I think they're thinking about it. The thing for me as a young African is, I don't mind giving the money if I knew that it would be yeah, used in the right sure way. That was going to be you know, you can't be sure. Yeah, so that when you're being taxed, it's painful. You know, like I have friends outside in different countries. Let's say Korea. I had a friend, I have a friend there, and he was telling me that, you know, he's getting taxed at 40% and he's upset, right? Because of his income or whatever. Yeah. And but at least he knows he sees the, proper yeah. roads being built, he has good schools, he has good but here he you know things happen. You don't know where it's happening, you don't know, you know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You know, that's why I'm cautious. I say they should tax the events and things, but Charlie, yeah, I don't know because but you know what? Um there's also this like thing um with the year of return yeah a lot of, when people mention the year of return a lot of people talk like seem to only focus on enjoyment seem yeah. to only focus on you know the partying the right. having fun aspect right? right um i don't know if you know this footballer memphis the pay you don't know okay yeah so come on you know memphis yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he's uh you know he's a um he's half Ghanaian, half dutch mm. right so and recently he's been coming to ghana because you know the whole connecting with his roots and all that right and when you know this year of return thing blew up and a lot of uh, you know you have a lot of celebrities talking about coming to ghana right oh, yeah ghana is where the parties are to, you know and he's like okay so now we want to go back to ghana and go and party like you know he was Questioning, questioning people's motives like okay but what's wrong with coming we, to I mean, party yeah, but like, in tired. his perspective it's like, it's like there's so much there's like, has to be like introspection no i don't agree with go this. beyond you want know, that here's my thing right yeah. people yeah. when you grow up in the u.s right yeah. traditionally you go to school i remember coming into the u.s at the age of 10 and it's like oh poor poor African. I'm like, ah, I'm not poor. Oh, were you geez. living in trees? Yeah. No stupid questions. You got those questions. Ah, oh, have you seen that? Were you in the zoo? Some crazy oh, thing. Wow. No, no one said that. <laughs> but those are the questions. Yeah, you get like those wow Those are the questions, questions we get. Yeah. Why? Because we've made Africa a charity case. Why should it be that 
when you're coming to Africa, it has to be because you're coming to give kids school bags or food. Or I love that Cardi B came. She came for business purposes. She partied maybe on the side. She did small things. Yeah. Nobody knows. <laughs> but she did what she had to Africa doesn't have to be a charity case. Our own people here have a lot more money than people I've seen outside. Yeah. If we can't incentivize ourselves to give, why should everyone come here? Let people come and have fun. If they feel compelled, then you give. I know a lot of friends like Ghana People Foundation, a lot of young Ghanaians who are taking this opportunity to mobilize yeah. and you know, do charity work and philanthropy, you know, for the people coming in December, because they too want to give actually, yeah. but they, they, they want to find the right channels. Is this trusted? Blah, blah, blah. It, it should happen, but that shouldn't be the narrative. We okay. shouldn't be a charity case because then that sticks. Every poor, you know, for a long time, the nineties, all you saw were save the children, Africa, yeah. kids with flies on their mouth. Mouths, they, yeah, we're yeah. all poor. Yeah. We don't need that. Come and poor. party. Have fun. If you, if, like, Africans talk, <laughs> yeah, Tihai, are we you know, okay? You know what's funny to me? Like, I just remembered this uh, video that went out on Twitter when Steve Harvey came. Yeah. And then after he, after he went to the castle, right, he was out on the street and the guys were close, like, they surrounded him. They were screaming, Steve Harvey. Yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> and someone was like, Charlie, give me something smaller. And he was like, never give up. <laughs> He's yeah, not coming for charity. Like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, Charlie, people say never give up. No, it's funny, but oh, I think it's crazy, important, man. right, that we yeah. we're careful of the narrative we want to tell about ourselves. Yes, we know change needs to happen, but we don't need to force other people to make that happen for us. Why can't we be enterprising? Why can't Africans solve their own problems? Why should people come here and you know, have to solve it for us. Can you, aren't, can't you see a Land Rover and V8s all across, even the bad roads, so we don't have money to give to our kids, our poor kids on the street? Come on, Charlie, I, I don't agree like, with that. I, I, was, I, was, I showed a picture of, uh, you know, some Ferrari somebody go remove for there. About that last week, Charlie. I was like, yo, this is crazy. People have money in people this country. Money. Yeah, people have money in this oh, country. We man. should talk people about giving, giving people, incentivizing people to have a given yeah, culture. That. We don't yeah. have it. Cash, yeah, boom, yeah, 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 yeah. People, no one in the U.S. is buying a car for. Tell you don't buy a house for. Everyone in this country has a. Like, come on, now be from outside in Bessieville. Why? You know, I do agree with you on the whole. We should allow people to come and connect with, you know, Ghana. Organically, yeah. However, they please, they feel like they should come and connect. It's just that over here, sometimes we are too judgmental in how we feel like, okay, we live here. This is how we see. This is our, you know, our view of what Ghana is and, you know, our life here. And we expect people who have no knowledge of this place or no experience of this place whatsoever to immediately come in and then just, you know, fit into that. I um, mean, I'll, I'll give it to Diaspora. Well. They have this connection. I don't know where they get Because it. when Steve uh, <laughs> Harvey came in, he was talking about how he could feel his ancestors. Bro! <laughs> and I found... People were like, yo, we'll my guy. Watching, man. <laughs> no offense, man. But oh, I, feel like, I feel like people have... Yeah. Especially people who have who were not born here, yeah. who discover that they have roots. Yeah. Like here, they have this interest. I don't know whether you remember Matt said they went to Cape Cod Castle with a couple of yeah. um, white people and like some of them went and they were crying and he figured out why they yeah, yeah. Right, right. I always feel like they have this connection, which we 
living here cannot be yeah, eaten. Yeah, no, I think that's a different. Just, it's just yeah. different. Like yeah. we are just, we different. Here, going back to like Memphis DP, I'm sure probably maybe had this childhood that probably coming back to Ghana, he's reconnecting to right. something. Yeah. No, I think I I agree. Right in the sense that. I think there's a need for the diaspora, especially like if you were Ghanaian and you went out and you you have some money and you come back. Sure, you should feel some sense of responsibility, but you have to be able to dictate it on your terms. We can't force that. Let it happen organically. You come and people give indirectly. People, especially the diaspora, when they see the kids on the street, oh, Charlie, like they they feel so moved by certain things. So let them do it on their own and organizations that care, let them do it. But that shouldn't be what we're perpetrating in the media. Like, oh, come in. You know, we, yeah. we, we can do it if we really cared and wanted to. That's okay. my opinion. All right. So finally, right, the Black Gala event. Yes. Tell us the Black Gala event. Tell us Fit a into all of this, right? this Yes. So when I first came to Ghana four years ago, I think a year later, um, I, I connected with the guys who started Afrochella because some of them lived in New York City. They lived in the Bronx. Um, and I connected with them and they were telling me they wanted to do this thing. And I said, yes, like it's a dope idea. So I started helping them out with media, sales, all those things. Um, so in that sense, I've, I've been a part of the December and Ghana crew since, quote unquote, it became something yeah. huge, right? But what I saw was missing was we have a lot of festivals, we have a lot of parties, but there wasn't something that was institutionally rooted. You know, so here's the case where people come to Ghana in December now. They'll go to the the they'll go to the castle, Elmina, Cape <laughs> Coast usual. Castle. Yes. Then they'll go to the parties, blah, blah. Yeah. Then they'll they'll get on the plane and leave. They had a good time. They saw they connected with their roots, they're crying. But for me, <laughs> yeah, so no, 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 no. I'm, I'm very sensitive crying. about that. I yeah, get them, yeah, I feel yeah, them. Yeah. But what I'm saying is for me. Our history, if you're coming for the history, our history began before slavery. Yeah. Why is it that you come to Ghana and the only place where you connect with the history is through the fort or yeah, through the point of no yeah. return, right? We have a history that's rich before slavery. So what we're doing with the Black Gala is we're having an event at the museum. You come and see things that are representative of who we were before yeah. slavery. Our story doesn't start with slavery. It's about getting people to connect with the institutions in different ways. The slave forts are not all we have. So when you come for the Black Gala at the Museum for Science and Technology, um, what we're having is an interactive experience yeah. in the in the same vein as the Met Gala. So you're dressing up in the theme. You come. We have different installations. This oh, year's theme. theme yes, I'm, this year's I'm, theme I'm, is. I'm in Bro. Listen, let me tell you the team theme that <laughs> you told me for fit. Then no, you give your own team. She will tell you in team. So, I was so, good. Yeah. so the oh, yeah. theme this year is Afrofuturism. Africa in a thousand years. We're about to enter a new decade. We've had this African renaissance around the world. Ooh. We can I don't know if it's happening in Africa, but outside of the world, everyone is singing Bernard, Beyonce is doing a yeah. Afrobeats album, Cardi B. So we know that Africa is now big on the world stage, right? We're about to enter a new decade. How do we imagine what that new decade past that is going to be? That's why we chose the theme of Afrofuturism. We think it's timely. So you come, at all of the art, the music, the food, um, the installations are about Afrofuturism. People giving you their artists, giving Including you their interpretation. The yes. Yes. Okay. What's your interpretation of Africa in a thousand years? What do you think we'll look like? What do you think we'll dress like? How will we eat? 
it's a huge task, you know. Maybe we might our artists may not get to a thousand. Maybe they'll give us the next twenty years. <laughs> but I think if you throw people far out, then they're free to imagine yeah. in a completely different way. Yeah. And also, like when in the U.S., you know, when you watch the films, the scary movies, or the Afrofuturist or the futurism films, black people always die first. You know, it's like ah, why did the? It's like yeah, always the black always character. Yeah, why, so why did he get killed first? Man. Right? There's this narrative in the media that there's no, in the future, future there are no yeah. black people. We're we're certain that there will be black people a thousand years from now. Well, if the world is there, black people yeah. will be there. So how do we make sure that we're certain our presence? We're changing the narrative around that. So it's a lot of things, but let me sum it up. So the first part of it is about connecting people to our institutions beyond the slave forts. You know, um, our history began before slavery. Uh, so how can we make sure that that's a part of the narrative that we're selling or that's a part of the narrative that we're telling the world about at this time? Uh, the second part is about, you know, getting people to imagine the African future. Uh, I think like I was saying before, when you look at futuristic movies that are made outside, the black person always dies first. So this gala is really about a certain African presence in the future. You know, I think Black Panther started that a bit with, okay. you know, the movie a bit. Um, yeah. So this is continuing in that narrative. And then finally, the third reason is to really celebrate everything that we've accomplished in the last decade. You know, we're about to enter a new decade. We've had a great spring of African artists on the global stage. We're, we're really making strides. So how do we celebrate that and usher in the next decade and the, the next, you know, couple of years, hundred years, thousands of years celebrating African art, African artists, African people. So that's what the gala is about. And we're really, really excited to have everyone there. Yeah, it sounds dope. Yeah, it's it sounds gonna be really a lot dope. It's going to be, it sounds like, you know, I'm, like you said, I'm definitely sold. Yes. I'll be there for sure. Woo-hoo. But where is it happening, though? It's at the Museum <laughs> for Science and yeah. Technology. Okay. Um, so on Barnes Road in Accra. Okay. And what we, a lot of people don't know is the museum is 54 years old. It was it was opened 1964. So maybe 56 years old. So it's slightly younger than our country. Wow. Um, but it's among the oldest museums we have. And when Nkrumah Usher, like, built it, he intended for it to be the largest science museum in Africa. So there's a lot of, you know, yeah. meaning behind that place. Um, and we thought since the theme is Afrofuturism, science, technology, is all a part of that, ushering in the African future. Yeah, I mean, it sounds really dope. Listen, yeah. bring everybody together. It's all in line, <laughs> all in line. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's going to be. So what time does it start? Yeah, so know? it starts from 5 p.m. to 12 p.m. on December 26th. Okay. How do people get tickets? Yes, all so of that. tickets are on, you know, Eventbrite, Ego Tickets. We have tickets at um, a couple of physical locations. If you check our Instagram, we have listed them there. They change a bit every so often, so I can't. Uh, read them out but yes okay yes we have some physical tickets available and all of that good stuff okay so people can on the day will people be able to get tickets when they come no no (laughs) ellie didn't like last that's what that's what that's what what i was gonna sell yeah at the gates at the gates like like, so if you come and it's sold out then it's It's sold out we have a capacity we can't go beyond that you know we really want people to have a good time 
um, we want to make sure everyone is safe. So yeah. There's a building but there will always be people who get there and call you, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> there will always be people who call you. <laughs> only do but so much so the <laughs> best thing you can do is get your tickets ahead of time like we've been saying it's only 12 days till so yeah. this is the perfect time to, to do that yeah Yep, you heard her. It's a perfect time to get them. Make you know, do last minute. Buy the early bird tickets. Don't yeah. come and do at the gates since at the gates shenanigans. Ah, so at the gates. Yo, Charlie. Yeah. So, guys, I mean, if you didn't know this already, GCR has other podcasts on the podcast network. We have the Anatis podcast. The other room. Oh, relax. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. The other room, After the Whistle, Sex and Sanity, um, 233 Street Law, and many more. So, you guys can just go there and check it out on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What? Yeah, yeah we have about 12, 13 shows now. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, so guys, you guys should get into that and follow us on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind. Free or, your mind. Free your mind. Bridget, I, I, I feel like such you had fun fan. today. Yeah. I'm such oh. a fan. That's dope. That's yeah. dope, man. And yes, we would love to have you, oh, you know, on any time. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Like I was saying offline, um, that I've heard so many good things about your show from people here. So I That's know, dope. like, you That's guys dope. are killing the market as Those the number dope. one podcast in the country. That's dope. Those, that's Back, dope. Again. Back again. Back again. Free your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, I feel wow, like today wow. we've done a lot of offline stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. <laughs> that's an inside joke. <laughs> We're going to yes, keep yes, it that yes. way, man. Yes. Anyway, guys, so, yeah, look out for us. You know, uh, we'll be back in February um, when season four begins. And um, yeah, but before that, we'll try and put out, you know, so, uh, you know, a little bit of other yeah, stuff that we do. Fire. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Always make sure you have a blast this Christmas. And Charlie, we'll be back next year. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been a Gold Coast Report production. I guess nothing lasts forever.